All right, let's get this over with. Join Yes Have Some podcast every Friday night for Midnight Mando, the Mandalorian after show. 12 a.m. Eastern, only on YouTube. From the corner penthouse of Spook Central, all the way to Star Killer Base, this is Yes Have Some Podcast. Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. You know, they told me you people were conceited douchebags. The only place in the multiverse where you can love the book, hate the movie, but still buy all the toys. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. I'm not looking for a friend. I'm looking for a Jedi mask. A what? Please remember to hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed. With your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. Good afternoon, everybody, or evening, or morning. I don't know when you're listening to this. It'd be weird if I knew that. Happy Turkey Day. Yeah, it's Thanksgiving week, and I'm grateful for the Yes Have Some universe and all of our listeners, and I'm grateful for Abigail Gardner. Thank you. And Jacob Walsh. Hey, I'm thankful for you as well. Oh, was I saying grateful? I meant to say thankful. Grateful? I said thankful, didn't I? No, I said grateful. Great skill. Oh, I said thankful. Thankful is the way to go. That's kind of the in the okay. spirit kind of the, of the season. same thing, right? It's the reason for the season. Um, I used to do. I have bad allergies, and I used to when I was a kid. But it's the reason for the sneezing, and then I'd point <laughs> wow. to some pollen. Okay. Wow, I was a fun kid. That's pretty cool. I used to have a lot of fun as a child. Yeah, you, you try that. Me- did you try that joke on like stand up? What's the deal with you, pollen? You've gotten better. You were telling me earlier today about your Kenny G. Factoid God. that you like to share with people when I you really met them. I really did. So Abby's been out. Um, uh, I bought some cassette tapes over the weekend. Yeah. One yeah, of them was a Kenny G. We're going to get to that. But Abby bought this Kenny G holiday album. And Kenny G is Jewish. And I'm Jewish. And as a kid, I thought it was the f- the coolest thing that he made a Christmas album. <laughs> and I saw this interview once where Kenny G was like, well, I just think the songs are really beautiful. And I used that was like... To me, that was my ticket to conversations with adults. Like, I'm like, if somebody brings up Kenny G, I'm dropping bombs. And, and somebody would be like, oh, I love Kenny G's Christmas album. Like, you know, he's Jewish, but he thinks the songs are beautiful. I heard him say, Abby thinks this is so but, funny. I could just see But did you. that ever happen? Like, I never got to use that. I think I holding put- court as a kid amongst adults feels great. And as a homeschool kid, I remember doing that a lot. It's like, hey. Oh, Check out when this. my parents would have adults over, I'd be like, um, they're going to want to hang out with me and my Kenny G factoids more than anything. <laughs> um, so uh, now, Jake, you mentioned I don't. <laughs> here comes the Kenny G podcast. <laughs> Jake, you mentioned to me and I meant to press you on this a little bit over the weekend when we were together that at one point you did come into possession of a soprano saxophone. Whoa. Um, I did. Yeah. And, when I was in high school. And a lot of people don't realize i think there's a lot of people who still think kenny g plays the clarinet because the soprano sax looks kind of like a clarinet looks sure what shaped similarly so, it's similar like similar <laughs> summerillion when you Summerillion. Said that, <laughs> I, that's good i thought you were talking about a saxophone that was like on screen used in the sopranos okay right i was like whoa jake how did you jake, get that how, do you, how much um, does that work 
Now, Jake, I've never, I used to play the alto sax, and I know you played the sax. What is the difference? Uh, why is it harder to play a soprano sax? Or is it harder to play? Well, I don't know if it's harder to play. It's just it's in a different key, and the notes are, uh, I believe. I'm not even 100% sure. I think it might be in the same, you know, like a, uh, the difference between like a tenor saxophone and an alto saxophone and like a, bari- a baritone saxophone. It's not like A isn't the same key as it is on, on all of those. Okay, you know what I mean? Gotcha, like right, right. Are, and I think soprano might be the same as alto. I, I can't remember. I also didn't have a very good... My soprano saxophone was a piece of garbage, so um, I, I got it and tried to play it, and it, it wasn't it, it wasn't working out. So I, I stuck with the alto, but uh, I don't know. I I don't think I would say that it's harder. Um, it's it's different. just different. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Well, fair enough. Um, I have always been. I've long said that the bass clarinet is the coolest sounding of all the woodwinds, and I'm mm. going to stick with that. Wrong, but personally, I like that you guys have woodwind opinions. I don't actually. I played the piano. We're doing woodwind hot takes yeah. tonight. <laughs> That's what the people came for, for sure. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, uh, welcome everybody to the show tonight. We're following up the ever popular Star Wars hot takes with. Oh boy, I can't believe we've never done this, but it's time for Ghostbusters hot takes. Holiday hot takes. Nope. It's not what it is. No, but we're it's the holidays almost. So holiday, you know hot what? Takes. I just I wanted to throw my own title at this. Um, what would the holiday hot take be like? It's better to get coal in your stockings. Easter's the best holiday. God, clearly the worst. Uh, I mean, I'm just saying, like the Easter rabbit eggs. Hey, kids! Instead of gifts, here's some eggs. Mm. Like cool. <laughs> what kid doesn't love an egg? <laughs> Actually, I think uh, Baby Yoda would like Actually, uh, Easter. True, that's his favorite. Mm. Um, that's going to be a promotional holiday thing. Well, he's a Christ-like figure if you think about it. Mm. All right. Okay. Uh, Jake was up here with us over the weekend. We celebrated Abigail's birthday. Happy belated birthday to you! Thank you, and thanks for all the birthday wishes, y'all, on uh, social media. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it meant a lot. Uh, Jake, we hit some toy stores, and before <laughs> I'm going to start off our. We'll we'll have time to recap our weekend. We had a lot of fun. Hal Clay was with us. But um, there was a funny moment. Now, we've all heard Jake's tales of... I feel like, Jake, you, you've you gone one-on-one with, with shop owners. Toe-to-toe. <laughs> you've gone toe-to-toe, whether it was over uh, moldy Jurassic Park toys or, or whatever. And I got to witness it. <laughs> I was so <laughs> I'm so happy to see this in person. Um, so <laughs> you know where I'm going with this, right? I mean, I, I think I think I know what you're talking about. All right, so let me set the stage, um, and this will kind of start off our Ghostbusters hot takes. Uh, and yeah. the the hot take is uh, just because it's ectoplasm doesn't mean it's worth that much money. <laughs> um, and uh, so basically, we we uh, we headed up, uh, uh, hit some stores after Abby's birthday, and we went to. Do we say the name of the store? It is a cool store. Yeah, we, right we, stuff. We went it's a cool. It is a cool store. It's yeah, a cool like shop. It. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, we went up to Right Stuff Collectibles in Woodstock, Georgia. Uh, kind of a used record slash toy store. Lots of '90s stuff. I, I've been there quite a few times. Uh, definitely worth checking out. Um, so uh, it, it appeared that they had uh, some Ghostbusters stuff. Like maybe they had bought a Ghostbusters collection. They had a complete firehouse. They had a proton pack, Ecto One, Kenner 
carrying case, all sorts of stuff. Uh, but before we get to the story, uh, Jake, what were your impressions of the the store and uh, the inventory in general? Well, I've always liked that. I've been in there a couple times, and I think I've bought stuff in there in the past. And 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 it's one of those stores that I like it because it's like so much stuff. It's all you have to really be looking. You could you could like easily overlook you know, something really cool in there. That's how much stuff it is. It's just all over. It almost, it almost feels like you're in a flea market. Mm-hmm. Floor to ceiling. Oh, yeah. Flo- I thought you said Florida, a Florida ceiling. No, I didn't actually, know what that was. I kind of said it fast, but like from the floor to the ceiling, there's stuff. There's so yeah, toys, it feels yeah. like an overrun booth at a flea market. You're very so, right. Yeah. So we're in there and Jake, you spotted, uh, kind of right off the bat, uh, a can of ectoplasm, uh, I yeah. guess I'll let you tell this part of the story. I'll I'll act as the narrator. This is like, uh, uh, you know, Scrooge radio or, drama. Yeah, it's a radio drama. <laughs> it's a radio uh, drama. As he, I'll as be he, the people outside. <laughs> Somebody's gonna do the sound effects. Eating right, ice cream. <laughs> as he peered into the glass case, he noticed ectoplasm. Um, so Jake, you saw the <laughs> ectoplasm. What what happened from there? Yeah. Well. Um, I saw it right away and uh, I, I mentioned it to you and, and ectoplasm is something that I've been wanting to get for a while. I don't, I don't have any of those old um, cans or anything like that. And I've, been, I've been wanting to pick some up, but they're, they're generally pretty expensive. Um, I asked the guy, you know, I, actually I, I mentioned something to you first when we, we kind of were looking at it. It was in a, it was in a case. We were kind of looking at it. It kind of looked a little faded, but it was really hard to tell. Right. Uh, so I asked the guy, well, we look around for a little bit, and then and at some point I ask him what the price on it is, and his exact words are about $75. Okay. and About. about. Mm-hmm. So that to me means it's either 70 75 or 80 Right. But right. also it's your store if somebody asks you what the price is, like maybe tell them what the price right. is. How yeah. much is that Chevy Tahoe? I don't know, about thirty. Forty thousand. I don't know. Yeah, at that and point, I, and I heard him yeah, say, I heard him say that to some other. There were some other people in the store that asked about something, and he also told them about. And I'm like, okay, what was happening? <laughs> Any, anyway, we um just to set the stage too. It was a. It looked like it was. It had some plastic wrap on it. It was an oak pretty good condition couldn't tell if it was a pink can or like a red can um it had a little bit of sun fading but oh it was still yeah. a good piece i would say it's a, mm-hmm. a nice piece yeah it was towards the register right. in a glass case good spot so we like we left um bought some stuff and left uh but then we, we didn't go far we went to a little ice cream place right next door and while we were in there i started like looking up uh, ectoplasm cans and, and, you know, and you had said that that price isn't like too far off. And I was like, well, maybe we can get them down to like 50 bucks or something. Let's go back in there. So, uh, we, and, and you had some stuff that you wanted to right. look at a little closer as well. He so had we, some we, vintage star Wars vehicles that I had been kind of, it, he had a bunch, but the one I was looking at is he had a Kenner trooper transport, a vintage one. I think he said he only wanted 45 or 50 bucks for. So I wanted to maybe go back in and see if it was complete, see if there was anything missing. And, uh, yeah. So we went back. We had, yeah, we had, we had a little pep talk and then we were like, (laughs) all right, let's go back in here. So then we go in and 
you get the transport, you're checking out the transport, you got photos on your phone trying to make sure it's complete, make sure it's like the and right I, thing. Do you ever and get as, stressed though when you're looking when you're looking at something in a store and you're clearly like on eBay comparing it? I feel like they 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 know that move. Well, I think usually they do. I don't think this guy does. <laughs> yeah, and I also wanted to point out his disposition like that first time we were in there, he was like he was calling y'all buddy. No, listen, it I was, like he's that guy's always super cool and I bought stuff there and I'll go back to right stuff collectibles this is more i wanted to i just I, this is a good story i wasn't this is just a fun this story, is a fun yeah. story um so i get the ecto cooler I, the ectoplasm can out uh he pulls it up and and you know it, at first he's saying like oh it's unopened uh all the stuff is still in it but then he he, oh, he he takes it out of the case he's letting me hold it and i'm like oh well this this is not unopened. It's got, it does have plastic around it, but you can tell it's, it's been opened up. So he, he opens it. Right. And it does have like half, it has like half of the, the stuff in it. Okay. Okay. Um, We're painting a good picture here. Mm-hmm. I like this. Mm-hmm. It's looking pretty good. Uh, I'm, I'm holding it. And then I'm like, so then I say, okay, so how much is this? And he goes, oh, well the price is on the bottom. <laughs> okay right and i've got my bottom in it right and listen it's not about 75 dollars it's about 95 (laughs) dollars yeah and so then i'm I'm like kind of looking at it and inspecting it and then i feel that it's got like a weird uh, almost like a weak spot and i'm like what is this so i open it back up and i look and on the inside there's a hole right through the can yeah right in the plastic like a shattered hole and even some of the pieces are just in the can. Right. Like, there's a fucking um, there's a hole in this. It's not sealed and it is ninety five dollars. Right. But I do want to highlight one thing. Uh, the uh, Jake, you and Abby both have this thing where and I think it's a it's a good quality. Um, you, you hold your you. you you don't pull any punches like you didn't when you read that it was $95 you didn't just say okay I'm gonna pass what did I do you went you went oh it's 95 to the guy (laughs) (laughs) that's a different I mean I know that's only $20 difference it's a big deal don't tell somebody 75 and 95 that's not cheap $75 $75 is not cheap. And I was already like, okay, maybe I can talk him down to like 60 or 50 yeah. or something like that. Right. I'm not paying 95 with a hole for in it. fucking no. thing with a hole in it. No. Yeah. Yeah. You don't go on eBay and things aren't listed as like about $50 and then you find out it's 100 <laughs> Yeah. So it's it was, weird advertising. It was funny. So, Jake, you, you clearly weren't stoked about the price and then you <laughs> – you're holding it and you didn't say it to him or to me. You just kind of announced it to the store. You went, there's a hole in it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was trying. (laughs) Well, like I was kind of trying to say it to him to see if he would be like, okay, yeah, there's a hole in it. Maybe I'll do what it's actually worth. Like, I don't know, $30 or something. Cause you know what? Even with a hole in it, if he was selling it for 30 bucks, maybe I would have bought it. Right. Mm -hmm. But he just like, when I said there's a hole in this, he just kind of looked at me with the same, you know, expression he already had and just ignored it. He didn't say anything about the hole. He he was just like, he was just like, yep, there's a hole in it. Ninety five dollars. I'm like, OK, <laughs> there's and a I hole just in kind your of boat. Give, I gave it back to him. I, I could tell I, I I couldn't see my own face. Right. 
But yeah. I can tell That's that by where, the time yeah. I realized how much money he wanted for it, plus the fact there was a hole in it, I probably looked like I was holding a dead animal or something. <laughs> Excrement? I yeah. was like, take this away from me now. Right. And, and to give context, I think that ectoplasm that was a little sun faded had a little bit of slime in it with a hole 50 bucks top probably closer to 40 bucks i would say yeah and who's he gonna sell it to he's gonna have to either put it on ebay or it's gonna be there for eternity because it's like well, a it'll, small... be the, it'll be there next time you go in there right but <laughs> well, we the thing is next time we go there we won't remember the exact price and we'll think well, i think it was about what oh, we'll do it we'll do the whole thing we'll yeah. do the whole thing yeah. Yeah. um what what to double down though? I had asked to see the Kenner transport, and I quickly realized it was also incomplete. And <laughs> so I was like, "No, nah, I don't want this." <laughs> so we came back. Yeah, we, made, we, we bailed. We, then we bailed, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. We're we're smart consumers. Uh, it was a very it was nowhere near the the moldy Jurassic Park story, but it was funny because you know we we know what we're doing. It's kind- I don't think that his average customer probably knows what they're uh, may. We kind of talked about that afterwards. It's, it's like a it's a shop yeah, on Square, so you have a lot of foot traffic going in there. Right, people who probably. Yeah, but I don't. I also don't. I also don't think the his average customer is the kind of person who's going to come in and drop ninety five dollars on a expired can of ectoplasm. Right. You don't want to say like we kind of talked about this afterwards. Here's the part where we sound really full of ourselves. Like, you know, we we know what we're talking about. We do, <laughs> we do, we kind of do this. This is what we do. We, yeah. we do ghostbusters. Like if uh, there's one thing that we know, <laughs> ectoplasm. Yeah, exactly. So the hole in it is not worth Right. I, I didn't want to be 50. like, Hey, listen, I don't know if you've heard of a little thing called yes, have some podcast, but you're looking at it. So, um, <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, we did pick up some stuff though. Abby, you got some, some cool stuff and yeah. uh, it was a fun day. It was a fun yeah, day. Yeah. Tiny things. I got a VHS, um, tape of two towers, and then I got the some holiday cassette tapes to listen to. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, fun weekend. We had a good time. Let's get into these Ghostbusters hot takes. And uh, I will say again, uh, it is a good store. So if you're in Woodstock, Georgia, uh, check out Right Stuff Collectibles. I, I'm going to go back because he's got some really clean vintage uh, Star Wars vehicles I want to check out. Mm-hmm. I just won't be uh, getting the ectoplasm. So there you have it. Yeah. All right, here we go. Uh, what we did is we went to Yes Have Some Group Therapy and asked for your Ghostbusters hot takes. We're not going to get to all of them because there's almost 300 comments on this. Might have been a mistake. It was a bad <laughs> idea. I was, was like, a bad idea. don't do it. Don't we, hit the send button. We made the post and then it was like an hour later. There's already 100 comments and I'm like, oh, I'm not read. I don't want to read any of these <laughs> answer the call. So Craig is sifted through these um, with the the crystals of uh, Nova Scotia or something. What is this crystal? You do skull? a little Dan Aykroyd? Yeah, I'm trying to do Dan Aykroyd. There you go. We uh, we tried to filter through them. Yes, I, I ran them underneath the clear waters <laughs> of Lake so Geneva. The, so in the sink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> put them in the sink and we yeah. rinsed them out. Uh, but what we're going to do is uh, go through these and react accordingly. First up, Ron Daniels, our resident lawyer of the podcast, mm-hmm. says the first movie has poor pacing. Oh. Pacing? Pacing. Pacing. Okay. I disagree with that. I think okay. it's okay. that would mean that like maybe it drags or that it's got Well, like, it either me well, it's it's either because I find it to be I don't know a, if it's dragging 
or if it's rushing. <laughs> yeah, is I don't it know. rushing or, or is it dragging? Yeah. That's what I'm saying, Rod. Um, I disagree. I think it's a perfectly paced I, movie. Mm-hmm. But uh, Jake, any thoughts on that? Um, I, I mean, I think I also disagree, but also uh congratulations to ron daniels for knowing what a hot take is and and giving us a good one and being mm-hmm. the first comment yeah, now there was so. a couple people who can't handle the stress of listening to hot takes including joey mays who <laughs> <laughs> who who just put a gif of um uh of uh oh gosh what's the actor's name from uh how I Met Your Mother and Doogie Howser. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. He's in, he's Neil Patrick. Neil, Neil Patrick, Patrick Harris. And the gift just says, "I don't like this." <laughs> it's <kind of> funny. <laughs> um, Abby, any thoughts on the pacing? Oh, I think it's great pacing. I think there's motivation throughout the movie, and if at any point it slows down, um, like a little bit in the beginning, it's it's always like I think the quiet moments are are fantastic. So there you go. I think the pacing is really great. Um, but thank you for knowing what a hot take is, Ron. Charles Fincher says that the real Ghostbusters does Ghostbusters better than Ghost. Ghostbusters. Well, that's a hot take. That's a hot take. Mm. And I I know, I think I know what Charles means in the sense that every episode is about the Ghostbusters going out and busting some ghosts. There's a lot of, there's a lot of Ghostbusters. <laughs> it's mostly Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if that, if that's what you're going to, if that's what you're, if that's what he's basing it on, then, then he, then I guess he's absolutely right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. I think John, your cable would a- agree with this hot take. We don't have time for John, your cable. <laughs> no. To <laughs> no, but I feel like I should piggyback with my own quick hot take. I almost wrote this down, but I may as well say it. I find extreme Ghostbusters, Extreme Ghostbusters to be more enjoyable than the real Ghostbusters, and I've seen more episodes and of Extreme that's Ghostbusters. That's fucking hot. <laughs> I knew it was. It's just it's gonna set the uh, the internet on fire. There you go. Yeah, I mean that's good. I like Extreme Ghostbusters. I like. Ex- I find it better, very entertaining. I really like the opening song. Yeah, the last time I like watched Extreme Ghostbusters. Um, not recently. Or, or or real Ghostbusters. It's been a while since you. It's guys been a while been, since I've, I've watched any watched episodes. Either one in yeah. a long time. Yeah. I hey, maybe that's what we need to do. Um, okay, Simon Gwatkin, sorry, Gwatkin, sorry, Simon. Ghostbusters Two is the best of the movies. That's not a hot take. That's a fact. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, I think we've said that. We all would agree with it. We're not going um, to react poorly to that. I used to say it as a joke and just to rile people up, but I yeah. see. I could, I could make an argument that GB two is is the bet the better of the two movies. <laughs> people are getting so mad. I'm like smiling as I say it. <laughs> I like it. I think I like it, but I've seen it more. Oh, uh, we're gonna. We're, Brock, I don't know what we're gonna do. We've had weeks where we watch it every night on, our, <laughs> on the little TV in our room. It's like I just rewind and start it again. Uh, Brock Parker, Pete Mosen has the best cameo in GB two. Uh, I don't know. Are there any other cameos? In are that there movie? other cameos? I don't know. It depends what you define as a cameo. Because uh, I would say I really do enjoy Brian Doyle Murray mm-hmm. as the uh, the psychiatric ward uh leader leader doctor mm. leader <laughs> he's the leader of the ward <laughs> don't look at me i think these people are completely nuts <laughs> one of the funniest lines in the movie um any thoughts on that or are we moving on no there's I, a lot I, of I, ghostbusters yeah i think we stuff. said our piece now yeah. this will be fun stan lund jake i need you to react to this ecto 1a is better than ecto 1 oh okay boy I, I do feel like that's a hot take because it's, it's like so far so yeah. good. By the way, so very, far so good. One is the, one, one is classic, but I think just like the movie Ghostbusters two, I kind of you know I, I was born in 1985 and I and I saw part two in the theater and I was a big fan of everything part two and I like 
how completely ridiculous the <laughs> Ecto-1A is and how it has way too much stuff on it. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. So I would maybe, God, I would maybe agree with him, but I know that that is a very unpopular opinion, probably. Well, here's the thing. It's the same. It's the same car. It's the same car. Abby, what are your thoughts? I think it's awesome. I think it's similar to Jake. Like, I like sequel stuff where you just tack shit on and it gets bigger and more ridiculous. Um, There's a digital billboard on the side. Yeah, exactly. It looks cool. And I'll give it to him. I I feel like I can piggyback off this again with one of my hot takes. Not yet. You you can space this out. Oh, okay. All right, Piggy. I was going to say the GB2 logo is better than the original Nogus. <laughs> There's a pattern happening here. Yeah. Everything Ghostbusters 2 is a little bit superior. I think we all agree. Except for Ernie Hudson's lack of facial hair. The facial hair is better than the original. <laughs> the mustache rules. Um, I like the Ecto-1A. I like all the, the extra lights. And I don't know if it's better, but I... It's very iconic, and it's it's yeah. insane. It looks like Times Square invented a car, is what it looks mm-hmm. like. <laughs> it like like if Times Square was a transformer and it transformed yeah. into a car, it would be the Ecto one. I love that. There's, like there's the going to first... be a Minnie Mouse heckling you for like ten dollars for a picture. <laughs> like the Ecto, the first Ecto one is classy, and it's like you know the Upper West Side or, or Central Park West, and Ecto one A is Times Square. It's 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 yeah. a bag of boiled peanuts on wheels. It's a I don't symbol. Know. It's something we can all get behind. Um, Chadwick and I, I Zirkelbach, Zirkelbach, Chadwick J. Zirkelbach. You guys got some cool names. Dude, there's going to cool be hot name. takes on your pronunciations here. <sighs> it's this is <laughs> tough. Uh, he says that Spirit Ghostbusters products are fine. I think they're fine. <laughs> I think the temperature is not hot enough on that take. I think you should take the temperature because you can't say fine. Sure. It's, <laughs> it's fine. not a hot take. It's fine, but also we could probably do an entire episode on spirit packs and for Patreon. what's fine about them and what situations they're not fine. Like it's that's a <laughs> that's a there, there's, when it's okay there, to spirit pack and when it's not okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I do believe there's a difference. Yes, um, right. Yeah. Well, that would be a funny like video that we make. Like, when in a formal situated situation, <laughs> like a wedding or funeral, spirit pack not okay. <laughs> um, I hey, you know what? I I wouldn't personally wear a spirit pack to like a convention, but I have the spirit trap and the spirit PKE meter, and I think they're fun Ghostbusters toys. And I wish I had them when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, toys is the keyword mm-hmm. with the spirit. Right, right. right. Um, but you know what? We're just happy that everybody gets to buy Ghostbusters stuff. Yeah. Do you, you hear us like skipping yeah. around? For sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Um, Simon Guadkin has another one. He says RGB figures. He had them as a kid, but never played with them. Because ghostbusting was not as much fun as staging an epic war between G.I. Joe and Star Wars figures. That just seems like a personal memory more than anything. Um, I say wrong. I think Ghostbusters <laughs> well, figures are cooler. It's, it's wrong to me because I never played with G.I. Joe's. So. But having a Star Wars war is fun. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it still is. Here's the thing, though. What what's great about Star Wars though is that sometimes the Empire won. Like I want to see a Ghostbusters movie that ends where they're like, "Well, 
The ghosts won. They took over the world. <laughs> the ghosts won. <laughs> what happens if the ghosts win, by the way? They just get to hang out on Earth? It's just like, okay. Why is that not allowed? The montage in GB1 <laughs> and GB2 where shit's hitting yeah. the fan. Yeah. That's just how like it that. always is. Yeah. There's just well, always uh, chaos. Yeah. Conflict between like human and ghosts. Yeah. Don't so really together. ghosts. Ghostbusters is kind of like an immigration movie. That's what I was going to say. Well, that's always been the... the like there's an occupation situation going on. I don't remember the ori- where the idea originated, but it feels like there was an idea for Ghostbusters 3 at some point where part of the issue was like ghosts' rights. Okay. Right. No, I'm serious. I'm not making... I mean, I know. Yeah. I've, no, I've heard I've of that. I just don't know how sure. I feel about it. <laughs> yeah, that's personally. A, hey... That's a hot take in script form. Yeah, do ghosts have yeah. rights? Yeah. It's I don't like, know. Yeah, they explored that in oh, uh, Harry man. Potter with the house elves and oh, like okay. whether or not they had rights because well, yeah. you can go read it for yourself, y'all. Abby, Philip Clark says the gear in Answer the Call is cooler looking than the originals. That's a hot take, uh, Philip, and I'd have to say I uh, I do I disagree. I strongly disagree. <laughs> I think that the original equipment has a more like weathered and like intentional look behind it, an artistic appeal to me, and less of a like thrown together um, kind of mishmash deal. I think that the the original proton pack like holds up. Its silhouette is is stunning, and I I love it. Um, I think that this stuff from Answer the Call was much like a lot of things with the movie probably just a little bit thrown together too quickly why are you talking so softly because i'm always aware paul is behind of you. Answer the call. i just i for, oh, it's because i watched the trailer for the first time with paul feig behind me and <laughs> oh, i'm yeah, always right, right. like a little bit aware of he's that. fine i don't think he's listening <laughs> he's not he's not gonna he be stopped responding to my twitter messages Good. so he's, fine. <laughs> uh, he's on the beach somewhere jake uh any thoughts on the answer the call <clears throat> gear no i agree that's a that's a hard that's a hard disagree all around. Okay. Uh, I agree. Uh, I, I do give them credit for trying to do something different, but um, the iconography, the, like I actually I agree with you, Abby, the, the proton pack silhouette is just so, I don't know. You just know what it is. Mm-hmm. You don't know. <laughs> the answer to call proton packs kind of like a square, mm-hmm. a little square. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's like interest and dimension between like the smaller circles and all it's it, your, your eye goes around it more. A uh, Faraday cage is no substitute for a cyclotron. Yep. But thanks for the hot take, Philip. Yeah, you did good. Good, good job. Now, Jake, I'm going to throw this one to you from Adam Sloman. Saving okay. the day is the best song on the first Ghostbusters soundtrack. Adam, I almost oh, yeah, I 100% agree with that. <laughs> I, 100%, I almost wrote what I literally almost wrote that down. So, yeah. That's a great that's a great song. I I agree for sure. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how do you would you how do you write that in lyric form that thing it's you just like did? It's like 7 O's and then <laughs> yeah. We got a we got a who yeah here. We got a who yeah. Um, no, that's great. Saving the day. That's my when I hear uh, saving the day. That is the one that I get like it, it elicits so much emotion in me. Like the first time at Dragon Con in the parade when uh, they had the fifty nine Cadillac mm-hmm. and saving the day was blasting. Oh my god! Yeah. Let's just say it was a good thing I was wearing sunglasses. Okay. <laughs> Because I was, I always, I always get annoyed that saving the day is like I, I don't know what its current uh, position is or whatever, but it's it's not been on Spotify. 
Oh, yeah. And yeah. it wasn't on Spotify for a long time. And then it did get added to Spotify. But now last time I checked, it was gone again. So I'm, I'm not sure if it's on there, but I always get annoyed by that. Mm. I always get annoyed when I go to like a soundtrack for a movie and, and some like of the half songs, the songs are, are not there. Unavailable. Yeah, I hate that. It's really annoying, especially with YouTube. Hot take. Spotify, get your shit together. Yeah, um, do it. Uh, Jamil Payne, front of the podcast, says, Leslie Jones had the best and funniest lines of 2016. And Kate McKinnon is not good in that movie. Hmm. I think, uh, I, I think, um, hmm. I mean, that's, that's an opinion and that's great. And, and she does have some, uh, funny lines and, you know, I went back and watched answer the call maybe a couple of months ago and I don't think anybody's good in that movie. Anybody. So I, I can't really say, if anybody says, hey, this is the best person, I'm like, all right, sure. It's the best person, you know, in 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 a in a giant pile of really bad stuff. So mm. if the that's what he worst. thinks, then, then then I guess he he could be right. But uh all right. yeah. I'm getting depressed. I know me too. I was gonna make the argument. <laughs> yeah, I'm literally falling into a depression right now and thinking about yeah. like Bring him back. <laughs> Jake, it's going to be fine. Jason Reitman is here to save you. I'm calling. I got to call. I got to call my favorite. I, I got to think about <laughs> <laughs> Look at pictures of Finn Wolfhard and Kate McKinnon. Um, Not Kate McKinnon. When I say that, McKenna Grace. <laughs> I was going to. God damn it. Don't jump. Uh, no, what I was going to say was that I think that almost Leslie Jones may have been given more concrete, funnier lines or at least more cohesive lines to say and kate mckinnon was more of just like her doing silly accents and dances without any actual jokes she didn't do any silly accents in i think movie. leslie jones is the worst actor in that movie mm, okay. oh man tough times with the tough. ghostbusters hot it's takes tough. uh i think uh here, this is tough for me because Kristen wig is i believe one of the funniest people in the world and i've always loved her she did not deliver for me in that movie as much uh i feel like chris hemsworth is the funniest person in that movie uh but we can move on jamil has another one v- i think the funniest person is who threw him out the window who threw him <laughs> hey that guy that is funny. funny that guy from pete and pete and, yeah. yeah halloween yeah he's great he once came into the restaurant i worked at it's pretty cool. Did you throw him out the window? No. I wanted to get his autograph, but he was like having a very whiz. intense conversation. He's the yeah, he's whiz. the whiz. By he's the way, the let's face it, and this is true of all movies he is in. Bill Murray's the funniest person in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> true. Yeah. All right. Also, that guy was in the Halloween remake. I just said. Oh, that. you did? Martin Christ? Oh. Yeah, got peanut butter on my penis. <laughs> I just remember that he says that. It's funny. Uh, Jamil says Vigo is a better villain than Gozer. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I, as much as I love Ghostbusters two, mm-hmm. Vigo gets defeated very easily. Yeah, he should have stayed in that painting. He was doing a lot he better. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If, I think that that Gozer is like such a cool. Um, like visually cool, and also to have like a female male something going on. Like it, it was, it's very you could say progressive. The, <laughs> it's cool. Uh, Gozer seems the thing about Gozer is that Gozer seems way more scary and dangerous. And when they're up on the you know the the top of the apartment building, it, they really 
genuinely feel like they're in danger up Mm -hmm. there. But when they're in the museum with Vigo, it's just like, all right, we'll cover him with slime, I guess. Vigo's like, and he just like blows up inside of the museum. Gozer's an an interdimensional god. That you don't see till the very third act, so it's only inside your head. And then once you see (laughs) it, it's not what you expected, which makes it cooler. Vigo... I love Vigo, but he kind of has like a like a Zordon feel <laughs> half the movie. He's just a big floating head talking to Janos and like, you know. Well, Bill Murray's like making fun of him and from the very beginning. So you kind of feel like he's they really do not. kind of emasculate And then there's and... something about like, didn't the actor get in a have like a big huff about not having his voice used? Well, yeah. Fa- yeah. Famously, yeah. they said he stormed out of the premiere. <laughs> kind of weakens the the villain a little bit later on when you find you that this, oh look Vigo just stormed out they didn't use his voice um yeah I don't know I think Gozer's probably better but I love Vigo I really do Vigo's great mm-hmm. um here we go uh I'm skipping over a couple of these ba 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 uh Dan Harshman this is not real hey if you don't bring a real hot take he said there's never been a good Ghostbusters fan film just kidding. That's real. <laughs> <laughs> um, has has there ever been a good like a, a quality? Now, Jake, you you've watched some fan films in your day. Do, do you recall yeah. seeing a Ghostbusters one where you said, "Oh, that's great"? No, they're all awful. Okay, all of them. <laughs> yeah. All right, and I mean that includes <laughs> the ones that I've been a part of. Right. Just, you know, fan, fan films in general, across the board. The thing with fan films is that you know people are just making them because they're fans, and they're not filmmakers or writers or special effects artists or anything like that. So usually you just get these weird kind of cringy uh, things that you're watching, and you're like, all right, well this is weird and, and that's just what most of them are you know right every now and then i'm not saying that they're all there's there's fun stuff here and there and whatever but the i think dan harshman is uh completely correct all right he's the winner of the hot take yeah. the hot take award that's not a real thing uh philip oliver says janine is hotter than dana now we're not here to judge that's people not. by their looks mm. yeah mm. but if i had to say personally who I find more attractive, Annie Potts or Sigourney yeah. Weaver, I would select Annie Potts. Yeah, I agree as mm. well. Yeah, I do too. I was going to... Are we good? We're good. Oh, I thought are, you were... Are we? I think when you reached towards the computer, I thought you were going to pause. I was going to say that Dan Aykroyd is the most handsome Ghostbuster in the original... Okay. Of the original four. What about today? Ernie Hudson <laughs> is the most handsome. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to dispute that. Well, besides... uh. Moving on. Be careful. Moving on. Moving on. I, I, I literally sometimes I start sentences and don't know where they're going, and I have to kind of like halt my brain. Um, okay, uh, Matt Krivonic, Ghostbusters shouldn't be a movie franchise. It'd be best served as a live action TV series. So, I mean, let's unpack that a little bit. I don't know if that's a hot take, but it's an interesting thought. Is there more a likelihood? Here's a better question. Is there a better chance for Ghostbusters to for Ghostbusters to survive for years and years as a viable franchise without the pressure of big budget tentpole movie making? So something like a Netflix series or a Hulu series. Yeah, sure. 
Uh, I but, mean, if it's a limited series that's got like a great director and a great story behind it, and I, yeah, I mean, a lot of things have survived that way. But I, I feel like it's it's best in like a big movie, big screen format. Personally, okay. Yeah, Jake. Any yeah, other thoughts? I, 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 I think I agree with that. Yeah, I, I don't think that it would. I think it could work. But it could it's work. Not what I, it's just not what it's I want. It's not what you want. Mm. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's true. As much as I love The Mandalorian and think it's an incredible representation of Star Wars and some of the best stuff I've seen from Star Wars in years, there is no replicating the movie-going experience. I would rather experience The Mandalorian every Friday evening at a movie theater. In a movie theater. <laughs> they should make that happen. Yeah. Uh, Mandalorian at the movies. Uh, mm. Ryan Dole, friend of the podcast... Oh, <laughs> he says, uh, uh, ghost heads is exactly what the fan community looks like to people outside of the fan community and therefore a perfect representation of the fandom. Well, I think outside of the fan community, regular people don't know that there's a Ghostbusters fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think first of all, slow your roll. Nobody knows who we are or give a <laughs> shit. Yeah, cut to uh, uh, write stuff collectibles where we're like, if this guy only knew how much we knew about Ecto, we're gonna put on blast on our podcast. Yeah, nobody cares. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But that being said, yes, you're correct. All right, there you go. I agree with that. I've never found ghost. Like there's some stuff in ghost heads. That's just like, holy shit. I can't believe I'm watching this, but mm. I don't think it's who cares. Mm. <laughs> Let's move on. That's all I can say. Who fucking cares? <laughs> Abby, any thought? Like if that was the most it, honest I could be. Like, it's, I think we're all, I think it's behind us. There you I go. think we're past it. Eric Snyder says the only GB film with character development. Snyder. What? What? Snyder. Wrong Snyder. Oh, okay. not, Zack Snyder this, says he doesn't just, have a cut. <laughs> Zack Snyder says Justice League should get all the cuts that I do. Uh, now, Eric Snyder says the only film in the series with character development is Answer the Call. GB1 and GB2 have lots of fun and have good character archetypes, but no one really learns anything or progresses as characters, especially not Vankman. I mean, as a take, I don't know if that's a hot take, but that's not... Abby just <laughs> fell. What the fuck are you? Was that the, how hot the take was that you fell? No, I stepped what? on a bunch of markers. I'm okay. trying to the cat in. It's, it's raining and the cats are coming in. Um, it's raining real bad. Jake, let me go to you. What do you think about that take? So, well, hold on. We, uh, the, I'm, I'm thrown off by by what, what just happened. Read this take one more time. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Ab, the, it, <laughs> I'm losing my fucking mind. Is this year over yet? He says that Answer the Call is the only Ghostbusters film out of the three that have good character archetypes. God damn it. I read it wrong. What he's saying is Answer the Call has character development. The other ones don't. That's what he's saying. Okay. That's the take. Took me 20 minutes to read it. Is the character development in Answer the Call just that they start off not being friends and they're friends in the end? Because that's Um, not character development. Yeah, I, I guess that's what he's saying. Uh, I mean, I, I do agree that in the first couple movies, like the characters kind of are who they are. Yeah, but that's okay. Although when sure, see shit that'll turn the, you white. But it's not the kind of movie where you need. It, it's a movie about these guys doing something. It, not every single movie in the world 
has to be a movie where the character goes through a change. That's right. not what makes them, you know, so I mean, sure, maybe he's correct there, but I would argue that there ain't much character development happening in answer the call either. Um, mm. I think they strived who, for more character development. I don't think it panned out the way. I mean, the movie I ends with the four I don't characters. Know that I, can agree. I don't know that I can agree with that. I feel like the only development with those characters is that they start the movie not have been friends for a while and mm. they end the movie as friends. Besides that, who's going through any sort of change? Nobody. Personal growth or they bust ghosts now. That's that's it. Right. No, I I'm with you. Yeah. Um I, I'd have to no, I completely agree. Like I think that there was more backstory for Abby and um God, I'm forgetting Aaron. Aaron, um, in Andrew Schaefer's book than there was in the actual movie. So if you read that yeah. one in the movie, maybe you think that, but I don't think the actual movie showed much character development. Um, really, for I think they stayed pretty static throughout the whole thing. It's like, oh, they like you just said, beginning they aren't friends. By the end, through the tunnel, they are friends again, and that's kind of not that big a a leap, right? Or that interesting? Yeah. No, either. I that's good. I, I agree with that. Um. Ryan Dole, they should release a Ghostbusters special edition and clean up some of the old visual effects. Not replace anything, just clean it up. I, w- I mean, I would be into that. Yeah, I think that's fine. I, I think- mean, as long as, as long as it wasn't the kind of George Lucas thing where it was like, hey, you can't get the old <laughs> versions anymore. <laughs> right. Um, There's a, just a new I'd scene be- with like a digital Walter Peck in the beginning. There's like, <laughs> well, we wanted the Slimer get- talks in this movie. <laughs> yeah. They use walkie-talkies instead of proton He joins packs. the team. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I'd be I'd be cool with that. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, there's some. I mean, we've talked about that pretty much at length. But there's there's a couple. I mean, none of the proton pack proton beam stuff looks bad at all to me. All that's hand drawn animation. But but there are but there are a couple weird. You know, like whenever Slimer is going around the chandelier. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a, that's just like a peanut painted green, <laughs> right. and it's just like right, right. That could, that could definitely be cleaned up. Clean and, that and up, made, and then some of the the terror dog uh, stop motion stuff mm-hmm. is is a little dated at could this be point. Updated. But, yeah. yeah. Um, Abby, did you have any other hot takes to bring to the table? Uh, let's see. Yeah, actually, this is relating to what I was just saying. Um, Andrew Schaefer should have written Answer the Call, mostly because he at <laughs> least would have, should have written the movie, yeah, period. I said mostly because he at least would have written a better title All right, than Answer go. the Call. He would have, yeah. Yeah, and probably a better story. Would but either halfway through the movie, they would have been fucking the ghosts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, That's what we all want. Cheap plug. Check out our interview with Andrew Schaefer from last week's Yes, Have Some podcast. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jake, do you have any Ghostbusters hot takes? I have one hot take. And All right. I can, I, can, I can do it. You can dig it up? I can do it. Um, I do not think it is necessary to have the Ghostbusters theme in Afterlife. That's a hot yeah. take. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I you don't might be think it's needed. I don't think it like really... I know we've touched on this before, but yeah. to me, everything we've seen from Afterlife does it just doesn't seem to fit with the silliness of the theme song. And I would not miss. I love it. I love it, but I would not miss it being there. Yeah, I I agree. Um, in a weird way with you on that, I think it's almost like you want to see it stand up on its own without that. Um, being like a, a crutch to lean on. And also like looking at Jason Reitman and respecting like the way that he directs, you feel like you said it's not silly. It's not funny. There's probably 
a different tone to things so that it might not even fit. So that I kind of, I have to say, I do agree with you. I want it. I want the song. Give me that. I only, Hey, I only want it. If Jason has taken like the community into, you know, you know how everybody has like, you know, you got your, your electronics in your pack. So you got like pack sounds and everything. Yeah. But now everybody's like walking around dragon con with like music blaring out of their proton pack. Right. Mm-hmm. I only want the song in the movie. If at the end of the movie, Logan Kim's like, Oh, I uploaded this song into my pack. <laughs> <laughs> and he plays and it. The yeah. and they're like, what is that? It's a song about <laughs> ghost, but it's a song about my grandpa. That's they made a song about him. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I would love that. Yeah. I I see I, we've joked about it, but like I could totally see that scene where Paul Rudd's like showing them the eighties. Mm-hmm. It was like The Walking Dead. You don't know about the Ghostbusters? They even had a song, and he like presses play. And he's like, uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, uh. Mm-hmm. and they're just looking at him like, the hell? All right, cool. Um, good stuff here. Yeah, I'd like that. Uh, John Roop says Slimer is overrated and overexposed. Oh no, just exposed. He's naked. He is naked. He is naked. That's not a hot take. Is Slimer overrated? Uh, I'm a Slimer fan, um, personally. Oh, man. I, I really like Slimer, and it's hard to say that he's overrated, but it's definitely – I one of my – I almost added in hot take that, like, maybe Afterlife doesn't need Slimer either because the, he is sort of forced into everything. And I can maybe – I can maybe – listen to an argument that he's overrated, but he's also kind of like the mascot for Ghostbusters. Yeah. It's yeah. Cause he's, he's like fun, fun to look at. It's exciting. It's definitely like something that you identify with, um, Ghostbusters. It would be kind of, I don't know. Cause you're saying it, the movie could be fine without Slimer and no, not just, if it's, I mean, it, it doesn't have to be shoehorned. He doesn't have to be shoehorned into the movie. I just think is what the, well, the hot take is that Slimer is maybe, overused and overrated in the sense that he's very much associated with Ghostbusters as the, the key mascot. He, he, I think you can make an argument for that, but also if you take like the amount of screen time that Slimer is in each movie, he's barely in any of them, you know, including part three, he's there, but it's like a, he's a, it's a cameo basically. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Slimer's not on cameo. (laughs) Although that'd be fun if he was. (laughs) Dude, John, your cave, I should do that. Uh, Bradley Wayne Jackson. Now, this is not a hot take, but it made me laugh, so I'm going to read it. Lewis should have turned down the coffee. This podcast would be so much cooler if it was just called No Thanks. (laughs) That's funny. Sometimes I feel like it is just the No Thanks podcast. (laughs) No, thank you. Don't need it. We don't need that. We don't want that. (laughs) Um, Hey, could you not? Hey. I'm hearing scritchy scratch on the microphone. Oh, I'm sorry. Now you t- I can't I can't hear it. Uh, Abby's uh drawing doodling and the, the marker was coming through the, the thing. It's a paintbrush marker. I didn't know it was making noise. Now I haven't heard Jake's coin in years. <laughs> I can't find it. Well, Jake, please take the pressure <laughs> off me. On the floor it- somewhere, I think, but I, I, I looked for it last week and I was like, what the fuck is my I was like scrambling to find my coin <laughs> minutes before we had to be recording and I was like, what the fuck, the fuck is like this if, coin? It's like I if Two Face had a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be able to give any opinions. How am I going to think? <laughs> That's really stupid. Yeah, but I like, I like your coin. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry for the markers, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt. Jake just left. He's looking for the coin again. Get it. 
I can actually get a noisemaker. Just start do they playing make silent music. fidget spinners. Mikey no, would. I'll, I'll, I'll Craig would prefer no music and no fun on the podcast. Yes, it would just be better if it was just me the whole time mm-hmm. with no fun. Mm-hmm. Mikey Wood says there is a chance afterlife will be disappointing, and everyone needs to be prepared for that possibility, no matter how slim. Mm. Well, that's not a hot take. That's just that's just a fact of life. True, right? Yeah, yeah, that's just life. Yeah, it's a life lesson. But thank you for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Thank, you, thank you for the pessimism. <laughs> no, that's not pessimism. But it's I know I think it's realism. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah, because it could be bad. There's a chance we haven't seen it. There you go. I don't think it's going to be. Yeah, heaven forbid. But it's a movie. Yeah, we've we've yeah. all seen movies that we were excited about that didn't pan out. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that hot take made us all very uncomfortable. <laughs> Are you as uncomfortable as I am? I feel like I just walked we're in d- on my... And that's d- it for the show. I'm like, well, I'm like, questioning we're, life we're now. now. I just walked <laughs> in on my parents and uh, uh, they didn't like afterlife. Yeah. Oh, it's fine. This is fine. Yeah, okay. Everything's normal. It's going to be good. No, I'm good. <laughs> we're excited. But I just never say that again. Yeah. I just, you know. Um, thank you. Borzo, our friend. I can't... I don't know how to say his last name. I just... He's the manager of the podcast. <laughs> the general manager. Front of the house. Our front of house manager. manager. Peter Vakeman is a creep and his only role was to sweet talk the mayor. He is truly the worst Ghostbuster. Morally, possibly. But he's he redeems himself, I think, Orally, funny. Orally, probably. Orally, pretty good. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I'm leaving the podcast. Uh, Jake, is, uh, is, is Peter Vakeman the worst Ghostbuster? I, I don't think you can say that anybody is the worst Ghostbuster because they're all Ghostbusters and they're all great in their own different way. And everybody's funny. And maybe he is a little bit of a creep and maybe he is kind of riding coattails a little bit, but he's also great and he's funny and it's fucking it's Bill Murray. And uh, I don't I don't want to say that I agree with that because that feels wrong to me. Yeah, he's a true American antihero. Yeah. It's yeah. like Tony Soprano. Or. Uh, Walter White. There you go. No, he's bad. He's Walter not. White sucks. Okay. Walter White is awful. Yeah. Stop it. Now yeah. that is a hot take. Mm. What wow. is? And Jake's, you've recently rewatched Breaking Bad, so you what's have a, that. Wait, that's a good a opinion. Hot take? That Walter White's awful. I mean, I agree How with you. How is that a hot take? He's a fucking like piece of shit murderer and drug dealer. How is that not? How is that a hot take? I uh, just he his son had a disability. Who cares? <laughs> Lots of people's sons have disabilities. You don't murder people because of it. <laughs> <laughs> that makes him sympathetic, but not doesn't justify his behavior. He he starts off, guys. It's yeah. He starts off sympathetic, and yeah, he is like an anti-hero at first. But halfway through that show. He's a piece of trash. Dude, that's what the drugs will do to you. And that's what's, you know, everybody being... in that show sucks. The many. The Fuck many. Break that. Next. I like Hank. He always makes those Shania Twain jokes. Hank was my Hank favorite. was my favorite character the second time I watched it. I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm I like Hank. <laughs> Shania. Uh, Larry Cry says Ghostbusters would have been awful if Dan Aykroyd had been allowed to implement all of his futuristic story ideas, Ivan and Harold's roles. And the restraints of technology afforded them while producing the film prevented it from being a bomb. That's probably true. That's uh, definitely I would, true. I would love to see that. It would be cool if they could do like an animated version of his like original or even a fucking graphic novel or something. That'd yeah. be cool. But yeah. yeah, but I I think I maybe agree with that. If Dan Aykroyd's not reined in, then mm. we end up with Ghostbusters High. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Hey, yeah. Listen. Oh, boy, the script. It's on Jason's desk. You think he's read it yet? <laughs> the, Jay, the Ghostbusters high script is the one that was behind glass in Ghost Corps when we were there, and they keep it there locked so mm-hmm. fucking Dan Aykroyd can't get to it. <laughs> I just got to find that key. He's back there. Ghostbusters the- high is going to be three three-hour movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, I agree. Harold and, and Ivan grounded Dan, literally. Yeah, great. They, they grounded yeah, they him. They edit him as yeah. It's great. Good but, chemistry. Good relationship. Um, Ray Cameron, the Ghostbusters two score is better than the original. I don't know oh. if that's true because I've never heard the whole thing. It's, it's, <laughs> it's so never been hard released. to find. I've always really, really loved the Ghostbusters 2 score, but that El- that Elmer Bernstein score is really like weird and kind of spooky. And it's got that, you know, it's just it's very, very distinctive. Um, I would maybe not agree with that, but I really wish somebody would put out a good version of the Ghostbusters 2 score because it, it, it right. is great. I think it is being released. There was some information about that on the, I think, some website had leaked it or, or something. It's coming. We know it's coming. But I don't know. The first one's pretty iconic. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever played the Ghostbusters video game, you probably got sick of it real quick. Philip Oliver, the first three seasons of The Walking Dead is better than all three Ghostbusters films. Just wrong. Not true. Is that even? That's not even. What that's is a that? joke. That is a, that's a, we should not even, that's not, he's not serious. Yeah. Okay. That's just contrarianism for, okay. Yeah. Right. To incite. I mean, I think, I mean, if he's he's serious, then I'm very sorry. Yeah. Um, I strongly disagree. Bo Bearden. I wish they cast Chevy Chase instead of Bill Murray. We would have gotten more sequels. Another foul hot take. That is a hot take. Do you really think, do you really think Chevy Chase equals more sequels than Bill Murray? Uh, no, I don't know. Mm. I mean, I, I listen, I could see Chevy Chase in a Ghostbusters movie, but not as a replacement for Bill Murray. No. Like if you no, thought no, no, Peter no. Vickman, I, I just skeezy. I do not think he was a more bankable star than Bill Murray ev- like ever. No, no. I think the, no. che- the Chevy Chase hype was always stronger than the actual delivery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Everybody mm. just got mad. Sorry, Bo. I'm so mad at Bo. Yeah. Bo, you know better. I disagree. I also don't like the fact that Chevy Chase is doing like a National Lampoon's reunion, but he, he's charging people. Well, I don't know if he's charging people, but the well, company the company's who's, charging. I, I act like it's just him. Yeah. I don't like that about Jake, Chevy earlier, Chase. Earlier, uh, there, I read there's a Christmas vacation like reunion panel with Chevy Chase and uh, Beverly D'Angelo. It's like 25 yeah. bucks to watch it. It's like a virtual thing. Mm-hmm. And Abby goes, oh, just like Chevy Chase to charge everyone. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like Steve Martin didn't charge people for the father of the bride reunion. Well, <laughs> there you have it. That's the, yeah, <laughs> Also, huh? none of these reunions are like ever worth anything. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like come you on. immediately hey, you forget hey, them. Put Steve Martin in Ghostbusters. Yeah, I can oh, see that. I want to see I want to see Steve Martin and Martin Short as Ghostbusters in their own spinoff. Yes. 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 Those two. I would watch that. I love them every so day. much. They're the greatest. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel Peckham says Gremlins Two is a better sequel than Ghostbusters Two. Oh, okay. no! I think it's a completely on par. Like they're equal. Not, not one's not better than the other. I think they're both great sequels, but hmm. I mean, I I think you could you could agree with him as far as like Gremlins Two 
goes completely in a different direction than gremlins one. And it doesn't try to just recapture the same stuff. It's like, it's very different from the first movie. And I think it's better for it. And, you know, Ghostbusters 2, even though we love it, it is like, hey, let's carbon copy Ghostbusters 1. <laughs> right, right. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, I can see the argument for that. Right. I mean, to, Ghostbusters 2 would have been more like Gremlins 2 if, like, halfway through the movie, it you started telling the movie from the ghost perspective and they all had different personalities. And <laughs> I don't know. That would have been fun. Uh by the way, I know John Yerkeba left like three or four hot takes, and I don't know if they were deleted from the thread, but I haven't got to any of them yet. So, well, uh, the th- well, first of all, listen, we're almost an hour into this, yeah, and that fucking thread is like three hundred yeah. strong. We ain't getting to all. Not of them. this episode. You know, Maybe we'll we can do get back later. Um, this and- is what we're gonna do. Uh, we're we're gonna call it quits, and and we're gonna get to a few more, and then maybe next week. We can continue. We'll do more hot more, takes. Yeah. yeah, save some for a rainy day. We will reheat the hot takes. Yes, like reheat. a Thanksgiving meal. <laughs> Reheated takes. Hot take leftovers. Hot take leftovers. I like that. I'm Maybe sure. we'll bring a special guest on. I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> um, cool. All right, uh, Matthew Jason Suckrow. I saw Slimer is better than anything Fallout <laughs> Boy has ever done. I agree. I agree. That's a. Hundred percent true. Good uh, job. And then there's a bunch of talking Thanks. about um, Fallout Boy. That that's literally we Craig's biggest breakout single. <laughs> there's people know him just for that. <clears throat> um. Okay, I'm gonna read. <laughs> this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna. This is the ending point. We're gonna okay. end with a John Yerkeba take. It's gonna take me a few minutes to read it, but I'm gonna mm-hmm. read it all the way through. He deserves the respect of the audience. We're going to read the first half, leave the second half as a cliffhanger in the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, John is passionate about Ghostbusters. and he, he, he is. Yeah. So this is more of a hot thesis. Let's do it. Okay. Here we go. John, your cable. Ghostbusters has more in common with an MCU or Star Wars film than it does with other comedies. It only gets labeled a comedy because of who's in it, and there wasn't really anything else like it at the time. Now... Likeable, quirky leads discovering threat to our world and coming together to stop it is every superhero movie. With Marvel, it's aliens, secret Nazis. Star Wars, it's space fascists. With Ghostbusters, it's demons and ghosts. Same balance of comedy in each, though. The perfect amount of funny moments or lines sprinkled in, but the characters in the... This is really long. I didn't know it was this long. We're going to keep going. The perfect amount of funny moments or lines sprinkled in, but the characters and the core concept and the world building are the real strength of Ghostbusters and Marvel and Star Wars. I think stuffing a bunch of comedy actors into Ghostbusters simply because they're comedy actors would be a mistake. I think Hellbent would have been an awful movie. I'm excited about Afterlife for tons of reasons, but personally I'm most excited because none of the new actors are just comedy actors. Paul Rudd obviously has done comedy but he's also played ant-man for every funny thing he's done in the mcu he's also are you guys still with me yes okay here. still with me here. are you retaining everything i'm getting this i'm forming my my thoughts and my rebuttal for everything for every funny thing <laughs> your rebuttal that uh, <laughs> well, uh paul rudd has done in the mcu he's also given us scenes like where he's terrified thanos snapped his whole family away right after he gets out of the quantum realm only John could use the word quantum realm in a Ghostbusters hot take. <laughs> He's got the range. Same with directors. I have zero interest in a Judd Apatow Ghostbusters film. Sign me up for more directors like Jason, who can be humorous, but more than that can dig into characters, heart, and everything else that makes a good story. I know he's already done Hellboy, but I'd kill for a Guillermo del Toro Ghostbusters. 
No. Okay, I I agree with then some of the more, back half stuff. There's more to that, but I think it ends with Ghostbusters Afterlife feels like a, a great first step in the right direction towards the future. All right, let's take it all in. Deep breath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On on premise, I think I disagree with the statement that Ghostbusters is not a comedy. I think it is a comedy. I think it's a pervasively everything through the movie is funny. And that's almost like the thing that saves the day in the end is that sense of humor. And I would not consider it structurally the same as a superhero film or a saving the world type movie. It's almost it was almost like a spoof of that, but I mean possibly there are elements. Um I agree that I'm excited for Jason Reitman's directorial uh like direction with this movie and I think that it will be a good balance of um like good story, scary stuff and humor. Um I don't know if I'd say that I don't want Judd Apatow or like a a comedy driven um Ghostbusters movie because I I think that those original four guys um specifically like the the time they spent together working and writing jokes like it's they're the best of the best and the funniest guys at that time put in that movie and there's something about that that you want to replicate I think in a Ghostbusters film and you want it to be full of original funny stuff. I've got th- those are good thoughts. I've got some thoughts on this too. Yeah, go for it. Uh well, Jake, wh- what do you think? Uh, I mean, I'm, I mainly agree. Uh, I mainly agree, but also like the, it, it, okay. It is a hundred percent a comedy. Ghostbusters is a comedy. The thing that people, the reason people nowadays are like, Oh, Ghostbusters is not a comedy. It's because they're used to watching fucking stupid comedies now where it's a joke every two seconds and everything's super like slapsticky or outrageous. Like, you know, fucking bridesmaids or how answer the call tried to be that's what people think of when they say comedies and that's why you get people like john who say ghostbusters is not a comedy it's a hundred percent a comedy it is funny from the beginning to the very fucking end it's very funny it doesn't have to be crazy and loud to be a comedy um but i agree that what's happening with the new one all seems really good and it seems really right. And I always felt weird when there were all those like, you know, when there were times where they were like Seth Rogen and Jonah Hill are going to be in the new Ghostbusters. I always hated that because those kind of movies, they sure some of them are, are pretty great on their own. But that's not what I want to see as a Ghostbusters movie either. But it's a different kind of comedy than what Ghostbusters is that people don't make because just like anything – movies evolve and you know the things that are the things that were big in horror movies you know in the 70s and 80s is different now you know like it just it it is constantly moving so ghostbusters is a comedy it's just not the kind of comedy that like you see every fucking day now okay lots of thoughts lots of thoughts i'm sorry no that was great that was great i i think so I don't think John is saying it's not a comedy. I think what he's saying is that the core strengths of Ghostbusters as a movie or as a franchise are its character development and world building. That I disagree with. because, And that's just my perspective. Because to me, when I think Ghostbusters and the story, and when I think about Afterlife... I'm much more interested in the interpersonal workings of like Egon's family and how that all comes to be and where the Ghostbusters have been for the last 30 years more than 
the extended uh, mythology of the Ghostbusters world. That's just me personally. I think there's different ways to approach it. I uh, yeah, I agree with you. Now, John somehow John is typing up a reply to us right this <laughs> second. He's so mad. He's, a, he's aware. He's aware. <laughs> um, but I think th- there's a core, and I, th- I agree with everything you and Abby said. There's a core difference here. Harold Ramis, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd were, when Ghostbusters came out, the three biggest comedy writer actors. Like they just, they were, you can't even compare it to anybody today because there's nobody like it. It's even 10 years ago when it was like Jason Siegel and Seth Rogen and Jonah Hill, it still wasn't the same. You just can't compare it to anything. Biggest stars in the world, especially in comedy. Mm-hmm. I think that they're the way that they were trained as actors and writers and their improv abilities and just their acting skill is far superior to anything you see with a lot of modern day comedians. Mm. I think Paul Rudd is as close as you can get. I think there's, there's three, four, five people that come to mind that I think could carry a Ghostbusters movie. If they were, if they were going to remake Ghostbusters, just a straight remake today, and you had to find comparable actors, I would think Paul Rudd would be on the list. Jason Sudeikis, maybe. Jason Bateman, maybe. Michael Shea, maybe. I don't know. And, and, and there's also... And I always thought Cecily Strong was the strongest cast member of Ghostbusters Answer the Call and Miss uh, Underutilized. Underutilized, because I think she's hilarious. I think Maya Rudolph is hilarious. Mm-hmm. But as far as Ghostbusters being a comedy, it's definitely a comedy. And it's the jokes take time and they breathe and they're, they're gut busting funny, but a lot of it is subtle and not in your face. And the one thing they always say is that, yeah, there was stuff improv, but it was all planned ahead. They would try things out. They would work scenes out. They would know where they were going. Good enough. They were good enough to improv it and then be able to do it again. Like, Later, like, and you gotta you gotta blame the Judd Apatow approach, which does. I love Judd Apatow's movies, and I love Forty Year Old Virgin and Knocked Up. But, yeah, modern comedy. But and I and I think Will Ferrell and all the and Adam McKay they do great stuff. But letting you know, let's just keep filming and trying forty alternate lines that works for something like Anchorman. That doesn't really work for Ghostbusters because yeah, you also. But hey, but hey, but also it only worked for Anchorman once. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know exactly. What I mean, it's not. It's not always a sure thing. Mm-hmm. So it's so. The, so the real core of the argument is, what is the most important element to make a modern day Ghostbusters movie work? Now, I do agree with John that, you know, Thor Ragnarok or Guardians of the Galaxy, like those do feel like comedies. They're action comedies, and you can you can always pick out the inspiration from Ghostbusters because Ghostbusters was a one of a kind, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it's it's an interesting discussion. Yeah. But when it comes down to it, I think that I would not be happy with an ultra serious, hundred percent across the board Ghostbusters movie because I think part of what makes it so special is taking a step outside of it and realizing the absurdity of it. Mm-hmm. And the and it's just hard. Like it's just Ghostbusters. It's funny. It's laugh out loud funny for you know 
92 yeah, minutes or whatever it is. concoction of acting and writing on that movie. I like feel like this conversation is so serious. I know. <laughs> We're like dissecting it. I love it. Right. But that I think that that dichotomy of it being funny but still grounded and then like somehow have like deeper levels like to it. I think that that's, that's something that the, the cast, the core group of um, actors brought to. And I think that you really can't replicate that. It's almost almost like we were saying with Anchorman. Like that was a really good concoction of people in scenes together doing ad lib stuff and uh, improv, and that doesn't work all the time, especially not with a sequel. Well, and that's why I said earlier that the the hot, whoever had the hot take of real Ghostbusters did Ghostbusters better than Ghostbusters, and I joke that John would agree with that is because I do believe for him the appeal for him is the mythology, and mm. that's great. That's just not that's part of the appeal to me, but it's not my it's not my number one. So there. Yeah. That's it. To each his own. Jake. Her own. Any more thoughts on yeah. that? Their own. No. There was a lot of thoughts just given and 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 they cover the wide range <laughs> and gamut of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> now, I didn't give my Ghostbusters hot take. Oh. But I don't really have one. So I'm gonna have to come up with one for oh. next week. <laughs> It's going to be a good one. It's okay. going to be a good one. All right. Yeah. We did it. We did great. Thank you, John. <laughs> I like that John's the heart of the Ghostbusters. He's like uh, he is. Bob Cratchit. He is the we're, heart of the Ghostbusters. We're all Scrooge. We are. We are. <laughs> John is pure. Yeah. We are unpure. Yes. Hey, before we sign off, I got to plug our stuff. So let me do it real quick. Do it. Follow us on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Tune in every week for Midnight Mando toy anxiety and all of our other toy and ghostbusters related content and you can find us on instagram at yhs podcast why do i feel sad i don't know it's such I, a I serious too. conversation we just had <laughs> you know what i i really did I, I actually started getting somber about uh just thinking about harold ramus me too that's what i was thinking about when we're trying to talk about the intangible quality that is in ghostbusters it's harold ramus yeah. like it's that level of wit and intelligence um and humor and absurdity like, well just the stories of him and dan and and ivan hold up in martha's vineyard yeah writing ghostbusters it's just it's never gonna be like that again at that time in their lives like yeah. it was that was the moment to do it cool i'm st- no i'm fucking oh. stop it still getting stop sad it. still getting sad <sighs> Uh, but what, yeah, what, you, what else? Could we <laughs> YouTube, <laughs> give, give me therapy, Instagram, <laughs> therapy. Abby's unplugged. Follow me. I'm unplugged on MTV. All right. it, unplugged. It, but seriously, if you're new to the podcast, make sure you're subscribing on all of our channels, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. We keep it super sad. And we're going to keep it. Next, we're going to keep it so next sad. Next week, it's going to be a, another dedication to Harold Ramis. <laughs> Can you put the music from the end of the Hulk TV show at the end of this episode? Oh, it's 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 already playing, man. <laughs> Thank it you. really is. Um, no, this was fun. And we, we, it's I think cathartic. It, At least we're feeling our feelings. That's great. You I'm, know what, though? You know what? Fuck. I'm going to say something say right it. now. I'm going to say something. There's a million Ghostbusters Facebook groups. They're all insane. Mm-hmm. And the community is crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think we represent the best of the best and i love yes have some group therapy and i love having these discussions and i love the emotional attachment it's not about spirit packs okay mm-hmm. it's a little bit about spirit a little packs. Bit. we're the best we're the beautiful we're the only but i i think i think this is we got a big year coming up and there's gonna be a lot of tears yeah all right you think you're sad now you think you're sad now <laughs> yeah dude this movie's gonna 
Just hey, you think you're sad now? Wait till this movie gets pushed back again. No. <laughs> hey, boo. I almost wrote boo. a hot take that was like, it's better that we've waited for Afterlife. It <laughs> I is. Could, I couldn't think it of a justification. Is. Um, all right, everybody. Oh my god. Sorry, I had Ryan's here. <laughs> Thank you. <Not> um, <laughs> everybody, we love you. We're gonna be back next week with more Ghostbusters hot takes. In fact. I just want to be the Ghostbusters Hot Take podcast because yeah. it's really easy. That's all we, that's all that's all we, we do. do. It's extremely. We just start recycling. We're hot getting takes. lazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're taking leftovers. Lazy hey, you know what would be really out cool? Out of the cool whip container. It would be amazing if like a new fucking movie would come out, and then we not just Ghostbusters, just any like movie, anything. and we could talk about it. Okay. We yeah. got a big like year. every Friday. Maybe we did like a live thing. Yeah. There we go. To talk about new <laughs> stuff. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us. Have some podcasts for Jacob Walsh and Abigail Gardner. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. We love you. We'll see you next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Hope you get through it. We know it could be tough. Yeah, there you go. We're here for you. All Thanks right. for listening. Bye. Bye, y'all. Bye.